And that's why Travis is wearing a mock turtleneck right now. <laughs> I cannot pull off the mock turtleneck. I'll, I'll stick with the flannel. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location, independent lifestyle by two fellas who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I've never tried turducken. I am Jason. We're just two fellas. Two fellas. We're the founders of the community, locationindie.com, and uh, yeah, you can learn more over there. And Trav... Um, I just remember Madden when he would like announce these football games and he would always go crazy for the turducken and it would be like, he'd be like, yeah, it's a, it's a duck stuffed inside a turkey with a garnished game hen on the inside. It was like, how many birds can you stuff inside other birds? I don't know how that works, but anyway, I, I haven't I, tried it. I either. mean, I guess, I guess three, I guess three. Now if someone, I'm sure someone has figured out a way to do four birds at this <laughs> point. I mean, the turducken, if you don't know what it is, I, I, I guess it's a, tur- a, a, a hen inside a duck inside a turkey. I guess turkey's the biggest, right? It's like the outer level and then the duck and then the I hen. I mean, how many layers so you of got three like, birds. bird do you need? I mean, what really isn't one bird enough? And I'm sure the vegetarians are screaming with the, in, you know, just at this conversation right now. But Trav, turducken to me sounds like a character in a Super Mario Brothers game. <laughs> you know it's like one of those ones I, you jump I, I, on the head and you squish it or something i don't know maybe they fly in the i don't know a, a goomba <laughs> is that what they're called i don't even remember what they're called but here's the thing man with turducken is that i i i've always wanted to try it ever since i heard about it probably from john madden and probably we're talking 15 years ago or 10 and i can't believe that i never have because it really wouldn't be that hard i mean i just order a turducken cook it and try it so um Maybe my Thanksgiving wishes will come true this year. Maybe I'll just go find a turducken somewhere and we'll do turducken. Why is, not? I love turkey, your... I love duck, and I love hen. I, do you love ducking, though? That's the question. Well, <laughs> kidding. I, we'll uh, I, I, did, I didn't know that your Thanksgiving wish was to eat turducken, but I think that's, that's attainable. You know, can you even have a, is it allowed to have a Thanksgiving wish? Is that, I mean, maybe that's not even allowed, man. I think we can make that a thing right now. So if you're listening to this, uh, well, I'm sorry if you're not a U.S. citizen, you can't have a Thanksgiving wish. You can only have a Thanksgiving wish if you're, uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, now if I were to have a wish, oh man, I don't know. You know, I wish all this Black Friday nonsense would just go away. It ties in a little bit to what we were going to talk about today, I think. I, I used to hate this idea of Black Friday, but that was before online shopping was prevalent. Now that I don't have to leave my house, I mean, I still don't do a lot of Black Friday shopping. I don't even know if I've ever bought anything on Black Friday, to be honest. But I used to say, well, I'm not going to go to the mall and deal with that. But now that I don't have to leave my house, I can do it online. I'm like, yeah, you want to give me 30, 40, 50% off something and I'm just going to do the same exact thing? Why not? So yeah, I, I guess, I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'm with you though that it's, I don't like what it in, 
not what it entails, but the messaging around it is just more, 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 more. Like you need to have this and we're giving you such a good deal that you have to get this. For me, less is more and simplifying life is definitely the way that I've been kind of trending in the last couple of years on purpose because I don't need a lot of stuff. I don't want to have a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's all about the the bait and switch too because they'll they'll be like, hey, we've got you know these flat screen TVs for $22 or some ridiculous thing. And there's like one of them and 500 people show up at the door and then people get trampled and stuff. It's just depressing. Anyway, um, we're not going to go there because Trav, what we're talking about today are some of the side effects of location independence. And, you know, these are the things that I think often get lost in in the fog and the peri- they're in the peripherals, if you will. You know, you think about location independence, you think about, you know, freedom and travel and I can work from anywhere. I can work from home if I want and all of these sort of in your face, obvious benefits to it. But there are many other benefits And they may not be the reason why you actually chase the location independence, but once you get into the lifestyle, and if you're living it already, you you probably are shaking your head, you'll see that there are many things that, that kind of materialize in a way. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm like totally changing my life in this way, in this way, in this way. And I didn't even realize it, but that feels really good too. Yeah, the benefits are a mile long. As you mentioned, we should do one of those uh, commercials like the, like the drug commercials that you see in the U.S. Like, yeah. side effects may may occur, and then they list, you know, it's like may a 30-second commercial. Uh, a sense of peace, you know. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't get that. It's a 30-second commercial, and they spend 25 minutes telling you all, oh, like, the man. fine print. I'm like, why even waste your money on this? But I guess it works. Um, yeah, what are some of those? Again, you have the in-your-face, hey, I can travel, live, and work anywhere in the world. That's great. I mean, that's kind of the big goals. All right, maybe you want to travel more. So you do this, or maybe you want to do work that you love. So you form your own business, or maybe you just want this freedom to be able to not just have two weeks off, but, you know, work for work from anywhere. Like we said, even if it is for someone else, those are the big pieces. What are some of those little side effects or little side benefits that you see coming about in your day-to-day life that you never would have imagined when you first started. I want to talk about just one today because I think this one's big enough that it can encompass an entire show and that's minimalism. And you know, this this happened for me naturally as a traveler, as somebody who lived on the road and worked on the road for a long time, but it spilled over into my location independent life when I went location independent, started doing the whole run a business from anywhere type of travel, I noticed how much the minimalist mindset was a benefit to me in a couple ways. First, being unencumbered, being able to move around and having the freedom to do that goes hand in hand with the travel. But also bringing that mindset to business building was uh, was helpful because you just you end up like when you're living on the road or you get into this long-term travel lifestyle and if you're taking off to do it, the reality is you're going to have to get rid of a lot of your stuff. And at first that can be scary or weird or like a complicated time for people because it's not just as simple as selling your stuff. I mean, Trav, you, we all, I think I have a, can it be though? Can it be as simple as that? I mean, it can be, but I think there's, there's emotions attached to certain things and it just brings up stuff. You know, it could be, 
even if it's not stuff that you have emotions attached to, if you're leaving even an apartment behind you've lived in for a while, you might have an attachment to that. I mean, have you experienced this in your life at all? I have a box, two boxes, two big boxes of Sports <laughs> Illustrated that are now sitting in my basement of the house that I own, but have previously been in probably five other different people's places and storage units over since I was a kid. Again, something that I'll never... I will probably never go back and look through all those Sports Illustrated, right? I always say, oh, that'd be cool. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to look. I probably never will. And yet, I can't really get myself to throw them out because when I get them to throw them out, I look at the cover. I'm like, I remember being nine years old and seeing that Michael Jordan cover. And so, yes, it's this weird, I'm never going to use it. They're heavy. They've been brought around to a bunch of different people's houses, and I just cannot get myself to get rid of them. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And and I'm someone who doesn't want a lot of stuff. You know, I think I'm more minimal than most people. And yet there's still that, you know, that and, and other items too. But that's just a really concrete example of this thing that I'm <laughs> holding on to. You know, I just remembered that uh, I have a bin in your basement of all my camping equipment. <laughs> I just remembered that. I that couldn't, that's I, a little more functional though. A little yes. more usable. And, and, and I've used it and you've used it. So that... That's allowed to stop, Absolutely. Right? I'm, I'm not putting that into the same example, but it just it just made me remember. I was like, oh, yeah, I actually have some stuff stashed over there. I got to get that at some point over here to Norway. Um, yeah, no, that's a great example. Right. It's and only $75 a month per month. No worries. <laughs> Please, no. No more monthly fees. I have enough monthly services right now to pay for. Um, yeah, I think that's a great example. And I think it's just... I wanted to bring up minimalism today because I feel like this is something that transforms your life in a positive way forever really and when you start getting rid of stuff and living with less it you realize like you don't need as much as maybe you thought you needed when you had a different mindset or if you were coming from a different background you know when you, when you're growing up depending on how you grow up and stuff like that you don't think too much about these things and like for me it happened Trav like I said when I was living on the road because I could really only bring like a suitcase and a, a little backpack with me and I was working these travel jobs and I I ended up discovering wow I really love not having a lot of stuff like I love that everything that I need and own is with me all the time and I can carry it into a place, you know? And if you're listening to this, I don't know when this is hitting your ears, that that either sounds awesome or you know it feels awesome because you've done it or it's making you shake in your boots right now. Yeah, it sounds crazy. And I think that a lot of the people that I've interviewed on my travel podcast and, and you've interviewed as well, the people that have made the break who have, you know, and I, I, I think of a hundred examples, but the people have said, yeah, I had an apartment, we had these jobs and this and that, and then we thought we were going to go away but uh, for a little bit, but then we decided to go longer and we made a clean break and we gave up our apartment and our car and our stuff. I have not heard anyone say that they thought they made a bad decision. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should do that. I'm just saying from my experience interviewing probably 75 to 100 different people have had a similar story. No one has come back and said, yeah, that was a bad decision because I really miss that old Mazda. Or yeah, that was a bad decision because we had such a good deal on an apartment that when we gave it up, we came back, we couldn't find as good a deal. Because while that might be true, like the apartment thing, maybe they came back and they didn't have as good a part. 
the stuff that you get out of it is way more important. So, you know, I'm not saying people haven't come back and started getting more stuff either because not everyone just totally goes to minimal and never comes back, but they've never thought that it was a bad option to at least do it at that point when they did it. Totally. And same thing. I mean, in my experience talking to various people and like Travis and I are bringing our personal experience, but we're also bringing the collective experience from many, many you know, what we could honestly say hundreds of people <laughs> have told us through conversations, just personally with tra- other travelers and also through the podcast. And I find that this journey before the journey, I'm pretty fascinated with this lead up to a long term travel lifestyle or to a location independent lifestyle, that whole like time when you're gearing up and getting ready to go and maybe you're launching your business beforehand, maybe you're just taking off and doing it. If you listen to our last show, or maybe it was a couple shows, you've already decided to take off and, uh, and do it, which by the way, shout out, I got to give a quick shout out to Paul in our community because he sent me a message. And he said that our podcast, our last location indie podcast, I believe it was about just, you know, saying, Go, go I, I forget it was just about like essentially should you go should you stay or should you go that was the title right uh, should i stay or should i go and he's like that podcast made me like take the final decision to go so he's uh he's left his job and uh <laughs> he's he's doing it but um yeah i guess what was my point i don't know i just <laughs> i think i think the point that we're getting at and and the, and the point that i want to hammer home here is that I am not, there, there, there's stages of minimalism, right? Like I am by no means the most minimalistic person that I know or even, or, and, and certainly not the most minimalistic person out there because there's, there's whole sites devoted to it. I mean, there's people who are way more minimalistic. So you have to do what feels right for you. But what I have done and what you've done, Jay, and what we've seen other people do is I never had a total break-free moment where I'm like, I'm selling my car, I'm selling my house, I'm selling everything I own, I'm only putting into a backpack. I, I did travel with kind of just a backpack, and I still had some stuff a little bit at home, but I was nomadic, so I, I had that. But now I'm home, and I have more stuff, and I have a shelf, a bookshelf full of cool knickknacks and stuff like that, and I'm not saying you can't have that. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's important. I want right. to make. We're not saying you can't have that. We're saying that as you start really boiling it down, and breaking it down, saying, what do I need? And what is important? And what do I value? I think you'll find that there's a lot of clutter that if you got rid of, it wouldn't impact you negatively at all. And the positive impact would be like the weight off your shoulders. I mean, it'd be all this mental stuff, but it would also be really logical things. Let me give you an example. I have probably seven shirts like that I typically wear, uh, not including like t-shirts. Okay. Maybe like six button downs. I think we, I think seven. we probably have about the same amount of button down shirts. Right. I think, and, I and, think I have six or eight, something like that. And so Heather always gets on me and she's like, I'm so sick of seeing this one and that one and blah, blah. And you need new ones. I just said like, this makes my life easy. I, and, and they're all nice. So, so what I've, I've started to do is have less stuff, but the stuff I do have, higher quality. Yeah, I so, agree with that philosophy. Instead of like going to Old Navy and buying like, oh, it's clearance, it's $5, why, or $2, why wouldn't I buy a shirt? I look at it like, well, what am I ever going to wear this? If yes, great. If not, no. Or, or if not, then who cares? And so I have like six or seven shirts and I, you know, makes easy decisions. Mm-hmm. I wake up, 
I put on the one that that works. I have like three different pairs of pants, and it's and we're good to go. And a really famous example is you know Steve Jobs, who only ever wore what black turtleneck jeans and like white shoes. And he said, "I never want to have to re- figure out what I'm dressing in, right. like what I'm putting on in the morning. I don't have one." And that's that why Travis is wearing a mock turtleneck right now. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot pull off the mock turtleneck. Um, no, but I I'll, I'll I, stick with the flannel. <laughs> I agree with you. I think. Um, your point on, you know, the fact that you can have things and we're not saying that you can't have things ever, but when you go through any minimalist period, or if you go through this whole situation where you get rid of stuff and you really strip everything down to the, to the bare bones and you do realize, okay, um, first of all, that's just stuff. And I'm, and you start detaching from the idea that, it's more important than maybe other things in our lives. Then I think when we bring things back into our lives, a we're I, I'm I don't I know you are this way as well. Like I am very, um, almost def- to the point of defensive when it comes to like bringing new things into my life or buying something. Like I have to really oh, definitely justify definitely. it to a point that's like okay, this is a thing I'm going to allow in my life now, which might sound ridiculous to some people, but to others, they get it. I I don't know. This is just the way I am. I know Travis is the same way. And that's one thing minimalism can do from a practical level. I mean, you you start being very selective with what you bring in. Like you do want to bring higher quality stuff in. And you're also like, hey, I don't need all this stuff. So it it feels good when you need something to to bring it in. And then when you do uh, get possessions again, I feel like I'm less attached to them because I've already gone through the process of purging multiple times. And I've also lived with just the backpack on my pack on my back. So I never felt like, Oh my God, you know, what am I going to do with all this? too much stock in, yeah, in yeah. any exactly. in, in your things, exactly. in your things. I, I, I'll, I will agree with that. And I do think you make a really interesting point with bringing stuff back in and, and with spending a little more money. I mean, both of us are super frugal. People listening already know that. If you're new to the show, hello, we're super frugal. Uh, don't like spending money. But I'll give you a really good example. Just recently, I, I had a microphone that I was using to shoot videos. And, you know, it's like 18 bucks. And it lasted for about a year and a half. But it's got like a long cord. And it finally crapped out on me. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go buy that again. It was 18 bucks. That's great. And I thought, all right. I'm only going to need one microphone to shoot videos. And, you know, I did some research and another thing we like doing. Unless you're shooting videos with me, because then we need two. Right. But okay. (laughs) So there you go. Um, And so I just thought, all right. And this other one was like a hundred bucks, but it was better quality. You know, I knew it would last longer or hope it lasts longer. And I just thought I could go buy an $18 one and and hopefully it lasts for another year and a half and then buy another one and buy it. Or I could get one that's quality, going to spend a lot more and, and, and bring it into my life, right? But I knew it was going to be quality and it was worth spending the money. And I think that's, like you said, you're, you're more particular about what you bring in. So when you do spend money, you feel better about doing it because you've probably done a little research and then you can kind of like treat yourself with a, with nicer things. And it lasts longer. And I mean, we, we wear things out. I mean, I, I have things that I've been wearing for 10 years, literally like stuff that I travel with that I've had for a decade or more. I had a, you know, I, I, I do subscribe to that philosophy and I did get a nice pair of sunglasses once, but be careful if you lend them to your friends because oh, they geez. might lose them and then you never see them again. Uh, oh, anyway, boy. there's a, there's a, there's, um, there's something else I want to bring up here, Trav. And one thing that I've learned that once you experience this, 
even though it's easy to say in principle and understand in principle, once you experience it, you're like, oh, yeah, and I feel like this is kind of can be a light bulb moment for some people. And when you get rid of all your stuff and you go traveling or go to be location dependent or whatever you're doing, know that to get it all back can take like a day. Like there are plenty, you know, I think one of the things is like, oh, well, what am I going to do when I get back and I get an apartment? How am I going to find a car? Am I going to get a job? Like, I'm not saying you could get a job like within a day or maybe you could because a lot of people do. But what I'm saying is when you return home and you're done on your long-term adventure or the location penance thing, you know, if you're tired of it, you want to work from home or you just want to be based somewhere or whatever, um, there will be plenty of people waiting around to take your money. Believe me, there will be people selling used TVs. There will be people selling, uh, you know, clothing. You can go to the thrift store if you want to do it cheap and pick up like kitchen stuff there. Um, Target and those stores are all there. There are plenty of people looking to sell you cars and rent you apartments there's plenty of people waiting to take your money. So don't worry about getting set up again. Yeah, it's actually the hard part of getting set back up is being cognizant of it and not getting too much stuff again right off the bat. That's what I find to be the hard part is saying, hey, we don't need all this stuff again. Like, let's not come back and just have the same exact stuff we had before. Let's be more aware of what we're having. And we've been talking a lot with minimalism with with stuff, which which I think is kind of probably the first uh, idea that people have and the first thought that comes in their head when they think about minimalism is getting rid of your stuff, like physical possessions. And, and, and that's great. And just to give a few kind of maybe actionable tips that I've heard that really help with with decluttering and maybe getting rid of stuff. You know, if you have a bunch of clothes, uh, I had someone tell me before, have them in your closet. And then every single time that you wear something, move it to the other side of the closet. And if after like whatever it is, three months, you know, assuming it's not winter and summer stuff, but after like three months, the stuff that's hanging in the side that has never been worn just get rid of it. Like if you if you haven't worn it in three months or or a month or whatever time frame you're going to put on, just get rid of it. So that's like kind of a neat little thing that you can do. You could do something I've never done this, but go through and 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 make a record of all the things that you have and keep yourself under a number. So I'm only going to have 200 things, and then you actually you're looking at all the things you have. Maybe you have a thousand things listed. And you have to pare it down. That could be a really fun exercise. It could also be really stressful. It could also be really time consuming. But just some actionable things that you could do if you're saying, "Yeah, I want to start doing this." But Jay, I think there's another part of minimalism that I just want to touch on really quickly that doesn't have to do with stuff, but has to do with your mind and has to do with um, simplifying your life in a way that you're not trying to do a hundred different projects at once. And you, it, it's the same idea. You're saying, I'm going to pick one or two or three things that I'm really going to devote my time to. And all these other little things that I want to do, I'm going to put off and I'm going to put to the side or I'm going to set, you know, like I'm going to do it after I do these three things. Cause I think so many people get pulled in so many directions, speaking from experience that this can work as well not for physical stuff, but for mental projects and anything that people are trying to work on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that podcast is like, now we're talking more about productivity. I think like, I agree, like you're being minimalist, you're focusing, you're stripping it down. And, um, it definitely, when I do that, it, I am more productive because it, you're more selective on what you should be working on. 
And when you look at your to-do list, like you can see Travis and I both usually have some scribble scrabble. I'm showing him mine right now. Uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. And when I really look at it, I can say, okay, like what are the real like two or three important things I need to get done tomorrow? And you know, if you had an hour and that's it, you would know probably what to focus on. It makes those situations much easier to, uh, to figure out what to work on. But I, I do think in a way that I, I wanted to kind of get back to some of the stuff, stuff, if that's okay, Trav, because I feel like that's a whole other sure, podcast. That, that is itself. a whole other podcast. Just an it, FYI. Yeah, it's not just always an FYI. About, I mean, you can do it with your mind. You can, you can get inside your head. Become can I like like way. a Jedi? I can just do it with my mind and it, get rid of my stuff. It'd be easier if we could do that. <laughs> um, you mentioned clothes. One thing I've done in the past is there's a store called Buffalo Exchange. If you're in the States where like, and you could do this on consignment anywhere. Well, people will take your clothes. And if you have some good clothes, they will resell it. And then you will get a check later on when they sell it for you. So you could put a lot of things on consignment. I've done it with furniture and clothing. So that's just a practical tip. If you don't have the time to like, you know, deal with selling it individually, you can always look at consignment shops and sell stuff that way. Um, another thing I think minimalism does is it allows you to travel more. And what I mean by that, because that sounds obvious, is uh, like Travis mentioned, and like we've been talking about, you are very selective after you've stripped down about what you're going to bring back in. So when you come back, Trav, and I know you've experienced this as well, you you kind of like, I don't know, at least for me and you, I, I I'll speak for you because I know it's true. Our first thought is like, okay, um, how can I set myself up again? So I'm here for a while, but I can still go and travel like in a few months if yeah, I want to. Flexibility. Yeah, flexibility. And I think that mentality, like after you've stripped things down, um, just by taking that approach, because you've gone minimal, allows you to travel more later on as well. Definitely. I, I think the whole purpose of location independence is setting yourself up to be flexible. And that might mean having a home base like we've talked about. That might mean not having home base and being nomadic, both of lifestyles that we have led. I, I, I just think minimalism leads to flexibility because there's less weighing you down. Um, physically, there is less weighing you down. You don't have as much stuff. Monetarily, if, if you're able saving to get more to that money. mindset, you're saving more money. Um, you know, when you're buying high, qual higher quality stuff, you're saving time because you're not always going shopping. You know, it just it's like a trickle down effect where That's the true. less you have, the more freedom and flexibility you're going to have with time, money and location, which are basically the free freedoms for saying, hey, location, independence, time, money and freedom or time, money and location. Those are the three freedoms you want to have. So yeah, it is. It trickles down through every part of your life then. Yeah. And also from a business perspective, the less you have, the less you have to deal with, the more money you can save or reinvest in your business. And Trav, like you said, it's like a, it's like a, a tree growing roots, you know, like you take like the core of the tree is minimalism, but then there's all these different things that it sort of trickles out to. And that was really well said. I love that imagery because, um, if you think about it, it's more than just getting rid of your stuff to go if you really think about it. And I think that was the point I was trying to make, we were trying to make here on this show is to just understand, Hey, it's not just getting rid of your stuff. That's one aspect of it, but th this process can improve your life in so many ways. And you know what? You just might find 
you become like Travis and I and you start to get off on how minimal you can be. Because <laughs> I tell you what, sometimes it's just like, oh, wow, I really like did that with nothing. Or like, you know, I have my laptop with me. I'm like, oh, cool. Like Travis and I, we go to Mexico and we do this project and we just have our laptops and somehow we pull it off. You know, it's laptops like... Laptops like, and a pair of and, a swimsuit and a pair yeah. of sandals, right? And it's like, oh, wow, that's that feels good. I don't know. It's, it's like a good feeling that you can do stuff... Uh, big stuff with su- such a little amount of things. Well, I guess right as we get into Sensei Li segment, I do have to give you props because I guess you're winning because I have a second screen in my home, a, a monitor that can plug into my laptop, and I love it, and I keep trying to get you to get one, and you keep fighting it, and I don't know how you minimal. do everything on that little... 13-inch screen. So uh, you're winning the minimalism battle in that way, man, because you keep refusing to get a second screen, even though it'll make life better. Um, so there you go. All, all that fighting and all that squinting to get a little bit of a win yeah. here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I get off on it. I get off on it. Um, Sorry. I, inside LI, where we give you a little bit of a look of what's happening inside our community location, Indy. A really cool thing. Talk about minimalism here, and we talk about a lot of stuff. So we're going to be a little, we're going to be counterintuitive here and tell you about something really cool that a location indie person does, and it adds stuff to your life, but it's high quality stuff. So Chad, who's been inside of LI and, and been a regular for a long time, him and his wife run a thing called Pierron Designs. It's their last name, where they create pocket scarves that are excellent for your passport, credit card, all this kind of stuff. What's so neat about this, Jay? And and it's just neat because. Here we are talking about how can you have high quality stuff that, that's useful and functional. So him and his wife make these infinity scarves, which is, if you're female or male, you might know what that is. I only know about it because of Heather. And inside the actual scarf, they're nice and bulky, um, you know, to wrap around you if it's cold, but they have pockets that you can put stuff into it. So now all of a sudden you're not just looking cool, but you're having your, your passport or your wallet, while it might be a little heavy, you know, credit card stuff like that inside the scarf. I just thought that is such a unique thing. So functional for a traveler to have because Heather has all these infinity scars, but none with the pockets in it. Anyway, he put out there that if you're looking for a good Christmas gift for someone, check these out on um, they hand make them and all that and that kind of stuff. So it's just really neat. And, um, it's just one of those cool things where we have someone inside the community who had a need, you know, because of what he saw a need and he created something. And now he says we're swamped with orders on Amazon and Etsy, um, but we'll give a discount to anyone inside of LI. So just a really cool Love thing. It. There. Awesome. I can't wait to check those out. And, uh, you know, I should mention if you're wondering like, hey, what is a lot of this high quality stuff Travis and Jason are talking about? My man Travis here just published his epic gift guide, which he does every year on Extra Pack of Peanuts. So we're going to link up to that in the show notes. And I also went a little ballistic with a hiking gear list that came out when I launched my new trekking podcast that has uh, stuff for like travel and more active travel and backpacking and stuff like that. So I think those two together will give you plenty of ideas for um, for gifts for yourself or for other travelers. And we'll link up to that here uh, in the notes. So you should definitely go check those out if you want to see uh, what some of these things are that we're talking about. Yeah, by epic, you mean the fact that, and Chris is going to buzz me right here, but you mean the fact that uh, it takes me every year, I think it's going to be like, oh, I'll do this in like 10 hours. And then it usually takes 50 or 60. But we've got 46 best gifts for travelers in 2016. Lots of new stuff and just some really, really cool products that I've gotten that I said, this is high quality. It's functional. It works. It helps me minimalize my lifestyle because I only need one or two of these. 
as yep. opposed to a bunch of other different things. So check and I'm out. pairing up this hiking list because I think there is going to be more stuff that complements what you have on yours because uh, it's a little more oriented to yours the is more outdoor travel, oriented. So. And mine, yeah, but more... it's also stuff that I use for travel. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a good combo. So we'll link up to those and check um, them out. Check them out. And uh, by the way, I mean, listen, we're done. We're out of time, but we would love to hear you recommend some topics for us because we're always. We kind of bring a topic to the table and we just we just riff. You know what we do. But um, we want to hear from you. So if you ever want to reach out, get in touch, let us know. Team at locationindie.com is our email. You can check out our community, locationindie.com. And if you're not ready to sign up for a community yet, you should still sign up over there because we have a free newsletter that goes out every week. We share a bunch of helpful stuff around the web. We're keeping you updated on the location-dependent travel scene. So be sure to head over there and sign up. And we're pretty minimal with it. We give you about three or four bullets of like news that you need yep. to know for yep. the week. So we keep That's it true. minimal. Hey, these are the three or four things you need to know. So locationindie.com. And uh, if you are in the States, or even if you're just going to celebrate Thanksgiving, if you're not in the States and you're still going to celebrate it, have an awesome Thanksgiving. And uh, we can't wait to catch you on the, I was going to say the flip side, but yeah, sure. On the flip side, after yeah. the Black Friday, Cyber Monday craziness. We'll see you on the flip side. Cheers. Peace.